Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. Recently, our good friends and network contributors, the System Mastery fellas, dropped by Chicago, and while they were here, we played a game of Masks. For those who don't remember, Masks is a game about teen superheroes sorting out their superheroic careers and chaotic teenage lives. We had a lot of fun with it, and I hope you do too. But before we get to that, I want to thank everyone who came out and playtested games with us at Metatopia. One of those games I am happy to announce was the Dungeon Dome card game. Over the next couple of months, I'm going to be working very hard on bringing that to life. If you want more updates on that, be sure to follow the link in the show notes for the emailing list on the Dungeon Dome card game and be one of the first to sign up for beta testing. I'm also happy to announce that on the 14th of November, OneShot is going to be starting a new project. Some of you already know what it is because you've been sorting through secrets for the past few weeks. Everyone else, get ready because I cannot wait to share this news. The OneShot stream is going to be a little dark this November because I have a bunch of conventions, including a catacon in Dayton, Ohio, the 10th through the 12th, and PAX Unplugged in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 17th through the 19th. Speaking of conventions, OneShot is supporting our friends over at Fear the Boot for Fear the Con. Fear the Con 11 is going to be here June 22nd through the 23rd in Brentwood, Missouri, presented by the Fear the Boot podcast. And they have six days left in funding. And if they manage to hit some stretch goals, they'll be bringing some one-shot performers up to their convention to perform and play games with fans. Follow the link in our show notes to the Kickstarter to learn more information. Before we get to our show, I want to take a quick moment to thank some of our backers on Patreon. John Basivius. John Basivius. Haven't we done this? We have. And we've been bad at it before? Yep. But we're still bad at it, so it's forever. Thank you, John. (laughs) Emily. Emily, thank thank you. you. Stephen Stephen Kelly, Kelly, thank you. you. Jaris Margopoulos. (laughs) Jaris Margopoulos, thank you. Jason Sackett, thank you. Tyler Cardinal, thank you. Mitchell Shipman, thank you. Anne Sylvie Betch, thank you. Rob Townsend, thank you. Justin Saber, thank you. Mike Fortman, thank you. Nick Matich, thank you. Or Matich, what do you think? Uh, I think either, like just reading, I would say either would probably be good. Hmm. So it's good that we did both. Uh, Jordan Hart, thank you. Brent Jolma, thank you. Gabriel, thank you. Aaron Olson, thank you. Nicholas Arudi, thank you. Thanks once again to all of our backers on Patreon for making what we do possible. And with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. First up, we got someone who's very near and dear to my heart, and that's Mel Fox. Hey, baby. Hey. Uh, We're playing Masks together. We are. Uh, I'm very excited about this. This is your second time playing Masks, but your first time not running Masks. That's true. Uh, so I've only I've only done it twice now. That this is this is the twice. The first time I ran masks with a mod for Animorphs on Adventure. Ooh, good Ooh. plug. Very organic. <laughs> um, uh, do you have a favorite superhero? Honestly, no. I was so wrapped up in getting them ready to be a different hero completely that I I didn't really dig into the like the regular hero types i was just looking for people oh, no, to turn into other heroes I, I just meant do you have a favorite oh just a superhero Mel in the real world oh yeah. no i texted james, I texted james <laughs> this question when i was at rccc <laughs> i was walking around the floor with yeah, my face I, on my phone like why isn't he answering me <laughs> speaking of that uh that's becca hi hey becca hey thanks for joining us Thanks for having me. Folks might recognize you from all the art you do all the time. Yes, I do a lot of art all the time. But is there anything specifically that you want to plug? Uh, your webcomic? So I am co-creating a Star Wars fan comic called Star Wars Remnants. My collaborator, co-conspirator, partner in crime is Abby Gavitt. And that's the main project that we're working on right now. I don't really have anything else to plug except, you know my art which is in that comic so that's you know i mean there you you knocked it down (laughs) um and i'm gonna throw you the same a pretty mean unfair question do you have a favorite superhero batgirl batgirl boom uh there are so many batgirls okay (laughs) all right i was gonna say are we going cassandra kane here no i'm going bad well cassandra kane is a batwoman 
I mean, she was a bad <laughs> but she girl. was a bad girl. Oh, that's and she true. She blossomed yeah. into a Batwoman. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I, I want to move on to some of the other voices that we heard, and the first up is Jeff. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeff. I'm the host of the System Mastery Podcast. Ooh, the no, one host. Yeah, no one else is here tonight host. is a host of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's for sure. Jeff, you uh, run the System Mastery Podcast pretty much alone. You take on the Herculean <laughs> effort of reading old bad role-playing games. I like to think I'm amazingly good at it. My worst quality as the the show host and and owner of the System Mastery franchise is that I have a hard time getting good guests. I pretty yeah. much have had the same guest 105 times in a row. And he's sort of like, I liken him to a, a weighted shirt for Goku. He he holds <laughs> back your true power. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the bracelets on Rock Lee. That is absolutely true. Uh but it's okay. I, I I like to get him out of his out of his cave from time to time, and and so far it's been 105 times of that show. And then of course I let him think he's hosting Movie Mastery. Uh, it's it's just an exciting time for everyone. That's great. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite superhero? I do. I like pulp adventure and two fisted type heroes. Ooh. And my personal favorite superhero is the Rocketeer. Very nice. That is a good solid pick. I like that kind of. I don't really have superpowers, but. I get interesting work done, and it's it's just sort of I love that that genre, that old radio serials and cool costumes. You it's, you it's and my, I you and I got to nerd out about that sometimes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I am there with you on that. Mm-hmm. But speaking of of your projects, we have a weighted shirt here. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, and that's that's John. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm absolutely useless. I'm uh, I'm John. I'm now the... you're you're the host and proprietor of the what from what I understand a lot more successful podcast, Expounded Universe. Oh yeah, so I I run, you do that alone. I run Expounded Universe by myself. It's real hard to do a an in depth book review by yourself. So I do occasionally have someone on just to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. They're mostly useless, though. Uh, it's really just a sounding board for me. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really the best content out there right now. Expounded Universe just is going Best places. content, period. Just content, period. Great. Look, The uh, Wire was canceled eventually. Something had to be the new best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite superhero? I actually have a favorite comic character not so much a hero all the time i love thanos the fact that i would not consider him a hero no he does i mean he did have a solo thanos run in the Mm -hmm. comics where he was trying to make up for past transgressions so Uh he did become sort of a hero figure he he did have an apology tour yeah i mean he had to save a planet from galactus at one point so you know that's hero stuff. I mean, Reed Richards has done more with less. So. Well, Reed Richards is also a huge supervillain. If we're I mean, being honest, true. right now, They're very true. But you're not you're not in love with Thanos for his one time he was a hero, right? Oh no, I love him all the time because he's he's also one of my favorite villains because he just wants to win and then he's done. He's like, I gained phenomenal cosmic power. This is the fifth time I've done it. I'm done. I, I just wanted to see if I could get it, and now I'm leaving. I wanted to see if I could get it the fifth time. Because, like, if you get it the fifth time, you know you can always get it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, he's like, I got, the, I got the Infinity Stones. I got the Cosmic Cube. I got some random power from basically God. Yeah, from one more, and I get a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, he's just got a card of how many times he has stamped off gaining ultimate power. <laughs> and I love him for that. It's great. He's just like, great. I did it. I proved myself. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Excellent. Well, with that, uh, we have turned you guys into a team of heroes because we are playing uh, Magpie Games Masks, uh, a game that I love. It is about teen superheroes and their various trials and tribulations. And I want you guys to introduce your heroes for me. Let's let's start in reverse order. So uh, starting with John. John, who are you? Well, uh, I picked the Nova is a uh, a book where you are someone with phenomenal power but barely able to control it uh much like myself mm-hmm. so uh no one man should have all that power no want to point out i would like that to be on the record yes uh so yes he is avi singh hero name quantum Ooh. he has uh ill-defined 
weird sort of physics powers. He can teleport things by making it become quantum entangled to a different area. Okay. Uh, he can, of course, blow apart things into their component elements. He's got a lot of absolutely insane levels of power, but he's not the best at using it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so he's had to really learn how to do that. Uh, if you want me to get into the full backstory, I can. Um, or we can wait. I, I think what we're going to do, because we're going to really show off the system and how uh, we sort of build on each other's backstories and stuff. Uh, so let, let's just uh, meet the heroes baseline first. Uh, let's move on to Jeff. Okay, I'm going to be playing as a person whose real name is Rampharynchus Kynus Thete. Uh, wow. He, yeah, I know. Well, can you I spell took, that? Uh, yes, I can. R H A M P H O R. Y I N C U S K I N I S T H E E T. Now, if you make them say that three times, do they disappear? <laughs> no one has to say that. <laughs> Ramphorinkus is actually his species title, and uh, no one ever actually says it. Uh, you see, I'm playing the outsider. The outsider tends to be a uh, an alien, someone from a, a vastly different universe, dimension, something like that, uh, who is here on Earth to kind of explore humanity and culture and civilization by living among the humans. Uh, your Starfires, uh, that that kind of character. Uh, Ramphorinkus, though, is not from another planet or dimension. He's just from the distant past. Uh, he's an advanced scout for the Time Wars of three years from now, and he is a dinosaur boy. So that's going to be his character. He is based on a Ramphorinkus, which is a uh, kind of bird dinosaur, mm -hmm. uh, an early bird-reptile hybrid early sort of thing. Gets the worm. Uh, yeah. yeah, he definitely gets a lot of worms. He also has, <laughs> unlike most birds, he has teeth and claws and can talk and is the size of a 12-year-old. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, we're going to learn more about him later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's move on. Becca, who are you going to be playing for us? I'm going to be playing Frédéric Hede. Uh, her Ooh. friends call her Fred. Good. <laughs> uh, and her hero name is Champion, and she is uh, a bull. So she likes to punch things. Hmm? Um, she was, oh, well, I guess we're getting into the backstory later. So she's a black girl with very large hands. and They look like such big, strong hands. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. She can, she can punch through walls and, and punch everyone. That's a killer reference to the second saddest part of uh, the never-ending story. Yeah, Sad dude. saddest part of never-ending story. I mm -hmm. do think it's the saddest part, but that horse dying is pretty get rough. Yeah. Dunked on. Oh, I don't know. Yes. Hang on, let's get everybody <laughs> here. <laughs> Between the rock biter describing his inability to save his his uh, family and describing the strength of his hands or how strong they seem, mm -hmm. and Artax being unable—I'm sorry, Atreyu being unable to so to save his horse Artax from drowning due to depression in the Swamp of Sorrows, which is the saddest thing that happens in the never-ending story. It's the guy who can't save his family. Yeah, thank you. It's a I horse. I think they're both it's like a, pretty far up there. It's they're a, both like, very relatable. It's a 12-year-old sure. child, mm -hmm. which should have no expectation of being able to save a horse. Mm -hmm. Well, horses should die all the time automatically. Versus a full-grown adult. Unable to save the family that he made. That horse was going to live like 30 years at most? Oh, yeah. No. But that instead horse is an idiot and yeah. it died that in the swamp like an idiot. <laughs> but, it, but instead it died yeah. right in front of you while a little boy poured his heart and soul into trying to save it. Well, it it's, oh, I see. To the viewer. Sinking, mm -hmm. sinking into depression is not like a bad death necessarily. It's a bad death in that it's <laughs> depressing and, you know, unfortunate. But it's not like... The horse's fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, strictly speaking, it is. Well, strictly speaking, it's the swamp's fault. <laughs> it's the swamp's okay, fault. Okay, swamp's fault. I, I feel like we're getting derailed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Baby, Yo. who are you going to be playing for us this week? Um, Being perfectly honest, I kind of had someone that worked earlier, but as soon as you made a Naruto reference, I just <laughs> changed... <laughs> <laughs> I changed my entire character to Rockley. Oh, good. So Rockley on the team. Great. Yep. So is it is it just Rockley? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to have you switch over from the Janus to the protege then. Okay. Because oh, Rockley yeah. is the protege. That's true. Um, good choice. I'll figure out how to fill this out. This is quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it's it's gonna be fine and easy. Yeah. Um. So Rockley uh, masks is such an easy. 
now uh, that now that we have this uh, with the cross uh, as a crossover with the media sensation Naruto. <laughs> That um, media empire. Yeah. I, I want to know, uh, how did this team come together? Um, where do you guys think you first met? Because we, we have an eclectic like group of people here. Were you forced together by a crisis of some sort? Uh, did you come together outside of like superheroic life and have to reveal your powers to each other in a tense moment? I mean, one of you is a dinosaur person, so I don't really feel like that... <laughs> There's no civilian identity for that. I nope. have a secret to tell you. <laughs> Guys, it's finally time I come I'm kind of clean. I'm clearly a dinosaur. <laughs> oh, shit. Very obviously a dinosaur. <laughs> Whoa, you're wearing that hat. <gasps> <laughs> My God. He's identical to that other dinosaur. It's just the hat. <laughs> Actually, uh, I assume that we probably came together responding to a large crisis somewhere in the the city, whatever mm. city it is we're playing in. So well, this is Halcyon City. It, we're um, playing in the okay, good. There's I just want to make sure we're playing in like in Halcyon City. Yeah, I want to make sure we're playing in like the Fire Nation or something. <laughs> There's uh, probably also always open vats of nuclear waste in Halcyon City, so that people can just trip and fall into them and have an origin story right there. Yeah, bam. I agree. Halcyon needs some OSHA up in there, <laughs> um, but. I, I think that's good. I think there was like a cosmic level earth threatening crisis uh, that all the bigger heroes were dealing with. And you guys were essentially like dealing with a smaller issue that was no less important. Like, you know, during this huge crisis where they were like fighting elder gods from beyond space and time, like there was definitely a, a mugger. school caught fire. <laughs> no, I, I feel like it's like something so little. It's like this is a mundane threat that like normally emergency services is dealing with, but there's just so much crisis. Like yeah. you there's guys, so much chaos going on. So that it's, it's, it's like the zoo. Some, we had to save the animals. Some jerk decided to uh, to take advantage of the chaos and and all of the heroes being you know distracted and is like now's my moment to steal that TV. So noted mob enthusiast or not enthusiast noted mob connection and yeah actually enthusiast <laughs> mob enthusiast real <laughs> booster yeah. i'm not i'm not a member of any particular mob i'm really more of a mob enthusiast a uh, lucky smasher was beating up a uh, <laughs> a a, a, a uh, collection of zoo guests and tour guides for their money while they were on one of those zoo trail rides great great mm -hmm. okay so uh lucky smasher Oh, how did you guys, how, were you guys in the zoo that day? Uh, yes. Field trip? Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to lay this down on you, Jeff. I feel like you were in the zoo because it reminds you of home. Like there are like oh. some birds of paradise there that you like go to visit and talk about how hard your life is to them. <laughs> See, I was going to go with, I teleported into the fight right as it was happening for mysterious reasons that I have yet to tell anybody. Oh, actually, that's better. So being there for the birds could be your cover. <laughs> who's friends with animals? Uh, technically, uh, this is everyone. Uh, as the outsider, one of my abilities uh, that I got to pick was telepathy and mind blasts. Mm. And uh, what I have written down for him is, uh, let's see if I have this written down correctly. He has he is a master of sauropathics, the family discipline that allows him to communicate with the minds of saurian beings and luckily their descendants. On modern Earth, he mostly uses this power to control birds. Oh, great. Uh, wow. so, so he has bird control. He can use it to reach into the limited and unpleasant minds of mammals, uh, but only to send and receive messages and to fire blasts of mental energy. Mm. So All right. I am friend to animals because I like birds better than people. Legit. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Just Perfect. like my girlfriend. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Why, why, Becca, why was your character there? Fred is there because she is a foreign exchange student at Halcyon High, and they, uh, they were having a field trip there before shit got real. So you were, you were there with your field trip group, uh, and I'm assuming no one, you've got a secret identity. No one knows about right, yeah. that you're, did you know you're that a power point? person. Yes, she she knows. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, and you 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 have an alter ego. Mm -hmm. You've been like experimenting with it. Uh, I guess my other question to you is, why wasn't it working out up to this point? Um, up to this point, she's sort of been um, alone. Uh, she doesn't really. She didn't really know a lot of people um, because she was sort of freshly transferred from. Uh, her her school in France, and um, 
she wasn't really sure if she wanted to be part of a team or if she wanted to try and do it on her own. And all the times that she did do it on her own, she found that she couldn't really lead herself very well. And Mm -hmm. she ended up destroying things that she shouldn't have. Right. So I think, like, even at this point, you are sort of in, like a interior like turmoil crisis like should i even be doing this i know i have these powers but like there are other heroes maybe i can just give it up yeah uh let's turn over to quantum uh why is avi there uh because the school field trip is happening but he isn't on the field trip oh see he got kicked out of school because unfortunately his powers manifested during the freshman homecoming game. And he may have accidentally teleported Coach Sweeney's leg into a bleacher. Ah! Jesus. Uh, so, is Coach Sweeney, so that's is why Coach he walks with a limp now. Uh, he can, but <laughs> o- only because uh, Aegis stepped in. So, okay, were you suspended? Were you expelled? He he was uh, suspended and very uh, forcefully requested that he not show up again. Okay. (laughs) But he still has friends. He was on the football team, uh, but it was a high-pressure situation, and he just lost control. So he's there basically to see his friends. Okay, okay. Um, And people know that you have these powers. Yeah, unfortunately, he can't really hide that. That was a very large display that everyone in the school sort of knows. And mixed reactions. You know, some people definitely scared of him. Other people were like, dude, that's rad. (laughs) Okay, uh, Hun, your civilian identity. What's the name of your character's, like, alter ego? Oh, Lee Rock. <laughs> Lee Rock. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so Lee Rock, I'm, I'm assuming, is also on the school field trip. Um, I think we talked about your abilities kind of zapping him into existence. Well, I, I but do you well, not want my that? interpretation of that was that Lee Rock is on the school field trip with a Rockley action figure. Oh, and Quantum's powers going out of control unlocked your ability to transform into, again, media (laughs) sensation Naruto's character, (laughs) TMTM Rockley. So so Lee Rock was on the field trip observing tigers because that's his favorite animal. Mm -hmm. And Um, he was observing them. Just observing. Just observing. And then the incident started, and a sudden surge of energy made the figurine, his favorite character in the whole world from this favorite anime, his character, Rock Lee, holding his figurine in his hand, suddenly it felt like a zap over his entire body, kind of like a lightning strike. Mm -hmm. And suddenly... We've all turned into an action figure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're all aware. But (laughs) suddenly he became Rock Lee. Beautiful. Um, and the Rocky theme played in the distance. I, I have to know when. When did Jurassic like show up? Make up? Make this scene? So Jurassic appeared immediately after Lucky Smasher uh, used his medium superheroic abilities to flip over the the monorail that the, the tour group was on. Uh, most of the kids are still scrambling and running, uh, but these three are starting to assemble. There are people who are clambering out that clearly have powers, and then just sort of sideways shifting into existence. A dinosaur kid pops in. He's about half kid, half bird dinosaur. Checks a device on his wrist and nods to himself. And then adopts a sort of combat posture and gets ready to fight. Yeah, so what I think, the way this fight initially played out, uh, Lucky Smasher causing havoc. And Champion was the first to react. Like, you found an area on the monorail where you could change. You burst out of the bathroom. um, And you, like... (laughs) We're like, hey, Lucky Smasher, fuck you. Um, <laughs> your your famous catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, Avi sees this, um, and Avi's like, you know what? This is what I like. If I can't go to school, if people don't want to be around me, 
I'm going to contribute to society. People can't like keep me away from from these powers that I have and a normal life that I should have. And in Halcyon, being a superhero is basically a normal life. So you jumped into action too. Um, but both of you were sort of unprepared for Lucky Smasher, who is a seasoned villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucky Smasher uh, smashes the train, uh, causes it to knock over, which makes Quantum's powers like he tries to react instinctually to like protect himself, protect the people around him. And instead of doing that, he gave someone Shazam powers with, <laughs> with rock. <Rockley. laughs> Uh, and at this moment is when Jurassic pops onto the mm-hmm. scene. Pops into existence and nods to himself. Uh, it looks as though he should probably be trying to pop into some bushes or uh, behind a building or something, but clearly hasn't arrived exactly where he wanted to mm-hmm. because he's looking covert. He pops in going. Yeah. Like, looking covert. <laughs> yeah. Good, like, good for podcasting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I forgot what I'm doing. Uh, so he looks to the left and the right. He's got shifty, huge, birdie eyes. Uh, that are that are rapidly taking in the space around him, uh, nods to himself sagely, and then uh, kind of pushes forward to to join the other three. Who he clearly is expecting three. Uh, he's he's like as he sees each one of them, he's he's nodding, he's ready to go. I, I should mention um, for visual clarity for our listeners, the actual um, movement that that was made was more like the traditional Dracula in the cape. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, he's got flat leathery flap wings coming off of each one of his arms. So he has a little Dracula in him. Now, Mm. if if you're not familiar with Dracula, that's an unfinished dab. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) True. It is half of a dab. (laughs) I was doing half a dab, but my plumage got in the way on the other one. Again, feathers (laughs) all over this thing. All right. So how did this resolve? Like you guys came together. How did you guys save the other students who are on this crashing monorail? I would like to have shoulder checked the monorail back upright. Okay, cool. (laughs) cool. So champion like shoulder checks the monorail. I feel like it's not a one part solution that stabilizes it. So the whole train doesn't derail. Yeah, it's it's not a a full solution. It's it's something for like an immediate um, evacuation to get people to safety. I, I think you prevent the entire train from going off the tracks. However, there's one car at the end that is not so lucky. Who jumps into action after that? Uh, well, unfortunately, it's quantum because uh, still doesn't have quite the control of his powers he would like. Uh, The first thing he can think of is to get support structure in there. uh, And so he makes some metal supports show up. Unfortunately, he took them from the bars around in the zoo exhibits. So he managed to prop it up, but unleashed a few animals so a few chaos reigns uh, <laughs> is Ju- is a uh, thirsty gorilla one of those oh yeah thirsty gorilla thirsty escapes. gorilla who was actually <laughs> like a super villain uh who was actually paying their debt to society back by being a community service yeah, service community service is being a <laughs> he's like uh, well, that's a gimme. Um, <laughs> it's a living. And he, he walks out from behind the bars, uh, which which leaves us uh, to clean up this mess. We have Jurassic and Rock Lee. Uh, how does Rock Lee handle like a sudden mass exiture of zoo animals without being able to use ninjutsu, which is something we all know and are familiar with? About Rock Lee. Now, of course, he just uses Genjutsu. Oh, hold on. No, can't do that oh, either. Gosh, yeah. uh, he uses Taijutsu mm. to... Well, let me put it this way. The first thing he does is he screams about the springtime of his youth. Yeah. <laughs> and Obviously. Uh, and his halcyon I, days. I, I feel like it's... Nice. <laughs> Uh, it, it, he does it to not only inspire himself, but he believes truly that it will inspire his entire team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he begins to run around and create or like find makeshift ways to contain the animals. All right, cool, cool. So, um, you makeshift ways to contain the animals. So, like, I assume you're like knocking down trees and, and doing right. things to like. Or like u- utilizing natural things that they put in habitats. Like the larger animal cages have the big dips in them, so yeah. they they can't just climb out of there. So a lot of them can't get too far. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just doing damage control, making sure the bigger animals can't just walk out. Excellent. 
Um, and Jurassic, how are you handling the smaller animals? Uh, from his belt, Jurassic draws one of his many bits of, of alien, in this case, hyper-advanced past technology, uh, a root cluster and hurls it at the ground, immediately springing into life as, as dozens of, of rapidly growing creeper and tendril vines, uh, which reach out and start snaking their, their way around the waists of various peccaries and javelinas and uh, secretary birds and what have you, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, sort of locking them in position until zookeepers can arrive. Okay. So, meanwhile, Lucky – was it Lucky Puncher? Lucky, Lucky, Smasher. Lucky Smasher. Lucky Smasher uh, has been progressing his ultimate evil plan for attacking the zoo – which is to steal the fan, the, like the white ligers. Uh, yes, this zoo did some incredibly unethical breeding practices in order to bring in those guests, and a family of white ligers was bred together. And so he's he's stealing these rare cats. So he's like got a bag, and he's just stuffing <laughs> these these liger kittens into this bag. Uh, Kitten. Well, yeah, because there it's a family of white ligers. There's a white tiger mom and a white lion dad, and they made a bunch of little white liger kittens. Villainous uh, hybrid thief. I guess yes. you could say the cat's in the bag on this one. <laughs> as he said to himself, <laughs> as he oh, 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 he's just working on his one-liners as he's doing this. <laughs> Dropping them in. <laughs> This is my main plan. Uh, <laughs> I've got to workshop these a bit more. Yes. Knock over a train car and draw attention to myself and then steal a bunch of cats. So uh, after the, the monorail. The main plan line really worked better when it was main coons. <laughs> uh, after after uh, you guys have dealt with the monorail situation, after you've uh, rounded up most of the zoo animals, uh, you come upon him as he is stuffing the last white liger kitten into the bag. Uh, how do you stop him? I punch him. <laughs> well, that's... that's. <laughs> I guess that's it. That's very direct. Well, uh, I think one thing that we should probably talk about is there's a uh, when our team first came together mm-hmm. section on, on our, our sheets that we yes. should... Uh, we, we should think about incorporating here. So, um, oh, I already did. Don't worry. You guys down already. Before smasher. this even started, <laughs> I had written zoo and I had destroyed all of the bars on cages. So I've managed to work my background in. So one thing that happens here is is uh, when we get into the actual fight with Lucky Smasher, yeah. uh, Jurassic actually sort of adopts a impromptu leader role, yelling out instructions to the other heroes. Oddly, he knows all their name, their superhero names, which is weird because several of them don't yet. Yeah, well, except for Rockley. Well, yeah, Rockley definitely knows. Right. His his right, superhero really, name. it's only Quantum who yeah. doesn't know. Yeah, and it takes a second. <laughs> Wait, Quantum, use your powers here, and and uh, it's it takes a second for him to read what me. Yeah, no. Yeah. He just turns and is like, oh, shit, another bird got loose. <laughs> God, this one looks hideous. <laughs> All right. Oh, this one's got some mange or something. <laughs> so Champion has punched Lucky Smasher. Yes. Um, uh, but Rockley Yo. notices uh, with, with your ninja training that Lucky Smasher is ready to counter. Like... Punched by Champion, but was like expecting it, setting Champion up for a devastating blow. How does Rock Lee intervene to prevent Champion from, you know, just being wrecked? I mean, Rock Lee is definitely... You used to be the Janus and are now the protege. Now I don't know what my protege moves are. I think that he would jump in straight away with a... Shuriken? uh, Kunai. Kunai. He would jump in with a Kunai in hand prepared to stop whatever smashing blow and probably place his own body in the way of whatever blow or try to block it at the very least. Cool. cool. I think you block it with the kunai um, and the kunai instantly falls apart at like a it's as if though it was a kunai that had always been flawed in its make and like had a weak point um, because bad luck uh, broke out for it. Um, so you know that, like, Lucky Smasher, if he gets you, it's going to take you out because he'll hit you and inject you with bad luck. Um, so Rockley jumps in the way and then uh, pushes Champion out of the way. Uh, you've all now just started to realize how dangerous this fight is going to be. Jurassic, how do you react? Well, Jurassic has already been operating from a sort of leading from the rear position. But as he realizes how serious – uh, as he realized – 
how serious things were getting, uh, he dramatically spun, posed with one flapped leathery arm and said, Saurian brethren, go! And out of the mass, the chaos of the animals that are still running loose, all the available birds that haven't been captured yet start making their way across, and a, a, a small herd of two or three ostriches come first and barrel into the side of Lucky Smasher, pushing him back several feet and then making their way past him, followed immediately after by a dis- dispirited and not especially useful peahen and duck. Uh, okay. <laughs> at, at this point, Jurassic realizes what Saurian life constitutes in, in this new uh, frame of time, and sort of hangs his head sadly, but he has shoved uh, Lucky Smasher back several feet and bought everybody a little time. Yes. Um, this is a critical moment. Lucky Smasher will come back from this and it will come back uh, to pay uh, for everybody unless someone acts quickly. Now, Avi Quantum has only been making mistakes with, with his powers you know, since day one. Oh, yeah. This is your opportunity. If you're going to be something, it's this moment, and this moment sort of defines what will be the rest of your life as you use your powers correctly. What did you do? As he gets knocked back, uh, Quantum would send out a wave of energy towards him that didn't seem to do much, but then out from the bag, instead of these kittens come... These uh, horrible poisonous snakes. As you then look over to the snake enclosure and the kittens have now replaced the snakes in the enclosure. Yeah, they're like sort of oversized for this snake And if there's one thing we all know that Irishmen are afraid of, it's snakes. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought St. Patrick had gotten rid of all no, of them. particularly Patrick. Um, and it's at this point where uh, the cosmic threat has been vanquished and the adult heroes rush in uh to put lucky smasher behind bars but before they finish the fight uh they recognize that you young heroes really contributed to the fight and they give you all a commendation um and it's this moment that makes you think well, we we should work together and since you have uh, you've been meeting regularly. Uh, where are your headquarters? Where do you guys meet up? We were provided with a place to stay that's uh, by one of the heroes that gave us the commendations. It's it's a rec center that we can all hang out at that uh, is otherwise in the middle of an abandoned park. At the moment, it's very dilapidated. It's very kids incorporated in there. We're still kind of pushing around mm-hmm. costume equipment and so on. One thing that we have yet to learn is that there's a push-button system in there that activates an actual secret-hidden uh, hero lair that the person who gave us the lair forgot to tell us about. So at the moment, all of us are hanging around in a dilapidated, crappy rec center that has an amazing crime lab and a bunch of super vehicles and stuff just immediately beneath us. Great. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I think a part, part of this is you guys are now the like school hero club. I think is like the big thing to this. This is like an officially school sanctioned mm-hmm. thing uh, that you do together now. Because we're in a rec center, we could be the wrecking crew. Yes, that sounds great. You're, you oh. are you are the wrecking crew, mm-hmm. uh, distinct from Marvel's wrecking crew. Yes, in many ways. So, okay, fine. We'll be uh, we'll be a different thing. We'll no, be the- no, no. We're not going to be a different thing. You're the wrecking crew. <laughs> no, that's fine. You're just distinct. I, I wanted to make sure we were distinct from any Marvel properties and say that we're just wreck X in effect. <laughs> <laughs> This is not the 90s. You're not anything X. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you are in the – we find you guys at, in your, like, after-school rec center wrecking club meetings um, where you are now trying to figure out what it means to be a superhero team together and how you should work together. I have repeatedly stated my belief that I think this should be called the Tyrannosaurus Rec Center. That's terrible. That's a terrible pun. Why are you? Why are you even trying? <laughs> Learning Earth humor. I'm sorry. Future Earth humor is vital to my progress. <laughs> what is your progress? Slow. <laughs> Great. Great. I don't know why I try to have a conversation with a bird. I, I am think, not a bird. I think you're doing very well, though. I'm very proud of you in the springtime of your youth. I appreciate your enthusiasm, misguided though it may be, Rockley. Noted anime character from Future Earth. 
Man, the Tyrannosaurus Rex Center seems a little bit on the nose. <laughs> also, it really only applies to one of us. I mean, that's that's a little a little selfish. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. So you guys are really just going over the minutes from the last meeting. Uh, but, you know, the name has been decided. As many complaints as, as you all have. <laughs> it was, there were too many arguments and... Frankly, that there are the least amount of arguments over uh, the wrecking crew and the wreck center. We find you now like the, there is like on the whiteboard um, underlined several times. There is figure out how to be heroes. Um, so I, I want to know what ideas each of you has brought to the table. Well, I tried Googling it. <laughs> how that how that work out? Not very well. Well, I've been I've been seeing Mr. Goldstein at the school, the physics teacher. I've I mean I've got some sort of weird physics based power. I've been kind of trying to get some lessons from him. I mean, that seems like a good enough idea. It is imperative that we clear the villains on the west side of the freeway by April, or doom will befall us all. So is the prophecy of the past. At this point, walking into the room is the school guidance counselor, Mr. Duguid. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Duguid uh, walks into the room. He's like an older guy. He's like in his mid or his later 40s. He's pale and pasty and he's got big glasses and just like sort of a quiet demeanor. Uh, hi, kids. Sorry, I'm late. Um, hope hope you didn't get too far without me. We didn't get very far at all. Oh, oh, hey, that's good though. That's good because I'm here to guide you and make sure that we keep within school policy. So I I want to know what 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 plans do we have? Are we doing crafts or are we putting on a bake sale? Yeah, that's a car wash. That's exactly what we're gonna do. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the great heroes of all time have been doing. Now, is quantum, bake sales. quantum, quantum. Don't think I don't hear sarcasm in that voice because I do. These ears are like satellite dishes for sarcasm. They they get they get trained on them. They point to them. Recognize it right away. Okay? I yes, not see your yes. Ears Human, move. Humans often detect sarcasm easily. Yes. Uh, thank you, Jurassic. So, I think that you kids did a great job at that zoo. Real proud of the work that you did in the zoo. Um, I But I, I don't want us to go too far out of control here, okay? And he is using his influence on you guys because all adults have influence over you kids. Mm -hmm. And he is... Trying to compel you to stay here, to, to stay like here and, and do some boring, mundane activity. Now, you can reject his influence, but somebody will have to roll in order to successfully reject it. What do we roll with for that? Oh, you just roll. It's a straight up roll. Awesome. So. Go for it. Someone, yeah. Seven. Seven. Okay, so this is a partial success. So you have the option of, well, nobody's got any conditions or anything. So really, the thing that you can do is cancel the influence and take a plus one forward against them. So if you need to make any rolls against Mr. Do-Good... Uh, whose, whose former hero name was Goody Two-Shoes, but then he realized that he wasn't very good at it and he became a teacher. A guidance counselor. Guidance counselor. I, I do not have a teaching license. <laughs> I am a guidance counselor, and I'm here to guide you. Um, so you are able to reject Mr. Duguid's influence. How do you do it? What do you say that puts Duguid in his place um, and allows you guys the room that you need to blossom as heroes on your own? How do you expect us to get anything done from here? Well, I, I I think because you're so young, it's important to start thinking small. You know, maybe a drive for canned goods. We can sort and clean a lot of canned goods in a place like this. With all due respect, my sensei guy told me to always reach for the stars, and that seems a bit low for people of our ability. 
Well, now, far be it from me to question your sensei, but as your guidance counselor, Mr. Do-Good, I think it's in your best interest to stay safe and away from all the trouble that can be in this city. Would you tell any other heroes to stay safe and away from the danger? Well, no. No, but... But how are we supposed to become heroes if you don't let us try? Well, what are you what what are, what plans do you have? What what do you kids want to do? Maybe maybe Mr. Doogood could be a cool guidance counselor and guide you to do cool hero things, you know? I was young once too. I have trouble believing that. I when? would like to attempt a move. I'd like to try to use not so different after all. Ooh. Okay, so uh let's see. I'm going to talk about my home. Uh, in in my homeland, the youth undergo a period we we describe as the chrysalis, in which they strike out on their own, outside of parental and adult supervision, uh, to discover their true potential. Uh, it is through this that we gain new responsibilities and roles within our society. It is not unlike your summer camps. Uh, and he's going to roll uh. and fail. <laughs> Well, mark potential. I will mark potential. <laughs> so, on Earth, we've got a similar concept, and it's called childhood. And it's where you stay in a sort of contained environment like a chrysalis. I'm assuming that's the same concept where you're from. And you stay in this safe, contained environment, and you emerge as beautiful adult butterflies with immune am- deficiencies. I am not certain. I have not undergone gone the chrysalis. Okay. I do not want immune deficiencies. That does not sound good. Now, now a summer camp activity, an activity outside of here. Again, Mister Doogood's kind of a cool teacher. Uh, Yet to be proven, and not a teacher. Mister Doogood <laughs> is here to relate to you kids, and I'm open to pitches. If you guys want to get out of here, and you think that's going to help you be better heroes. I'm all for it. What what do we want to do? Do we want to wash dogs? I think we need to be around the people we're meant to save. Are the dogs criminals? Well, no. I mean, they're criminally dirty. Clean up the act. Hey. Uh, you you want to be around people. I get that. You got to connect people because you got to think of each people as each person as an individual. That's the only way that you'll be heroically responsible and not have a lot of collateral damage. I he says like pointedly <laughs> looking at Quantum. Uh-huh. I would like to collect garbage on the west side of the freeway, preferably prior to April. Uh, he goes, uh, yeah, I think that works. That's like, well, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, uh, Jurassic, you, you, you've got it. I'm going to go see if I can find sticks with uh, nails in them. Oh, great. Why don't you get us some uh, y- orange jumpsuits while you're out there? That'll be good. That way people will be able to see you. Yep. I have a green jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> My jumpsuit is black. Okay, well, uh, but, you know, there's no reason not to get a head start. Uh, he he walks over to the closet. He grabs some trash bags out. Why, why don't you guys go out, and, and here, here's a box of rubber gloves. Uh, go out, get a head start. When I find the sticks, I'll, I'll meet you there. All right. Sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll get a head start. We'll be uh, waiting there for you. Avi, I knew this would be good for you. Thank you, Mr. Dugong. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, almost corrects you, but goes, it's, it's not even... <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it. I don't have the strength of personality to tell this bird monster my true name. So uh, you guys head over to this highway area that, that Jurassic knows is going to have some kind of trouble. Yeah, I'm just going to straight up create a boom tube that we can go through. Jesus. <laughs> I have a question, um, mm-hmm. a rules question. So for the bull... I have to choose a love and a rival. Can they be the oh, yeah. same we person? To do they absolutely can. Yes, it absolutely okay, can. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so let's do bonds real quick because that'll help us figure out how we're relating to each other more. Uh, 
So your relationships, uh, let's let's get them out there now that we've had a scene with you guys. <laughs> mm. I did have one thought about Rockley. The, the problem is the first relationship it wants me to define is that I and someone else have teamed up a few times before the rest of us came together. And that's literally impossible for my boy. <laughs> unless you want to, like, say, my Le- mentor or Or Naruto, Lee Rock. Or Lee. Your, yeah, Lee Rock. Right. Yeah. You teamed up on group projects at school. Just you were definitely up, you on the football team with You teamed up with all me. those Stormtrooper action figures. All yeah. right. I think you were in the ac- academic decathlon with at least one of us. These two. I, I, I was like <laughs> one of us. in his pocket. Yeah. Great. Uh, and then it says, your mentor is cautious. They asked you to keep an eye on. And I think if... He had an imaginary conversation with his mentor, who is not currently here. He'd probably want me to be cautious of Quantum because he brought him into existence. I think, I think Rockley meditates every day, and when he meditates, Guy Sensei appears to him, uh, and he has conversations uh, where he asks for guidance. Absolutely, guidance. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what we call this segment on the <laughs> guidance. show. Guidance. Also. Knowing nothing about Naruto, ninja guidance. Uh, yes. Hearing yes. hearing that Guy exactly Sensei, the thinking. only thing that I have in my mind is Guy Fieri in no. like Fuck. a karate gi. Let me show you a picture of them just to. <laughs> they are near. I know. Lee. I know what you Rock Lee looks like. Town. <laughs> I, I've seen the scene okay. where he like takes off his weights. Take this donkey sauce. He looks but... like an adult version of him with gleaming teeth. Wait a minute. Okay. Are you yeah. of donkey sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That's my guy. Yeah. It's Eyebrows. Just an even bigger oh, yes. eyebrow man with even gleamier teeth. He's. <laughs> Sorry, I just. <laughs> I found a picture of him in disguise with an afro the and a mustache, mustache and I couldn't <sighs> even. Oh, God. He's very good. We'll I have links to these in the show notes. I should have just been Might Guy. God, what's wrong with me? I should have been Rock Lee and I turn into Might Guy. Oh, my God. My bad. Anyways. Ugh. <sighs> Well, cool. so you guys, uh, did you want to f- finish up the relationships? Yeah, let's let's finish up these relationships, please. <laughs> um, please, God. So, uh, Rockley, yep, you have t- is is Avi the person that you've teamed up with in the past as as a as your mortal human identity, Mm-mm. or who who is it? Oh, as a human, so- Rockley has teamed up with Lee Rock. I'm saying I teamed up with myself because... You cannot have a relationship with yourself. Why not? (laughs) Because the point of this is to build bridges to other characters so you have reasons to talk to each other. So it would have to be Lee Rock teaming up with... I guess we'd probably be in the same class. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess the question that that Mm -hmm. we need to forward here is, do you ever turn back? Occasionally, so you're basically like a Shazam, where you can you have a code word that you can say that turns you into Rock Lee. Oh no, what's more, more like Ranma? More like you've got a jutsu that you do. Yeah, jutsu. There you go. You have a finger jutsu. Yeah. No, no. I think he has to Naruto run. (laughs) Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think you like there. There needs to be enough space for him to run with his arms at his size, and that Naruto run to campus. I mean, the important thing about that is what when it opens up is that you have a, a Rock Lee and a Lee Rock personality, and your Lee Rock personality can know these guys. And yes. maybe yeah. even communicate during the, the, the periods of meditation in the morning. It's all three of you. God. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Good. Yep. Good. Well, that's how you do it. When you turn back into Lee Rock, Rock Lee goes to the other dimension and can get advice. Oh, mm-hmm. man. All right. Yeah. Ooh, yeah that's just, it's are. just like going to Toad Dimension. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a good Toad. <laughs> They're good Toads, Brent. <laughs> uh, let's see. I can do one of these if you want. Yes. Uh, all right. I, mine are, I have been learning a lot about the Earth. And uh, it's, I have to choose one of these folks. Uh, I already know that uh, Rock Lee is a character from an anime and knows nothing about the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been spending a lot of time hanging around with uh, Avi, uh, with Quantum, uh, to attempt to learn things about the Earth. So far, I've learned that it's mostly bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, but I, a lot of that I've been dismissing. But it is someone I – mostly I'm doing that because I get a lot less weird looks if, it, there's, if at least someone is willing to talk to me. Um, I'm going to add another layer to your relationship and say that uh, Jurassic is staying in Avi's house because Avi's parents have taken Jurassic on as an exchange student Mm -hmm. and they love Jurassic. They love everything about Jurassic and everything Jurassic does. 
and like uh-huh. Quantum and Avi have always just been like a disappointment. Um, and they think that it, even more than that, they really like that you're hanging out with Jurassic Avi because they think Jurassic is going to be a great influence on you. Well, yeah, because my dad is a physicist and I got mm-hmm. physics based powers and have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just disappointing. <laughs> I was the jock in the family and they're like, God, why couldn't you be a doctor? <laughs> Please, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Singh, call me kindness. I have respect for all elders. Oh, God. See? You got a, l- a little something brown in your beak there. It is the entrails of an animal I devoured yesterday. I believe you would call it a woodchuck. Um, Great. Uh, And then I also have a secret crush. (laughs) Please. Uh, Yeah, I have to have a secret crush. On Uh, whom? I have chosen to have a secret crush on Fred. Uh, I I, uh, mostly greatly respect her strength. I understand that... uh, Gender dynamics and so on are completely different. For for example, actually, no one has any idea what gender kindness is. He talks like this, but but it, and he he uses the he pronoun for simplicity, but it's very much ambiguous and in question. Yeah, well, I mean, like we we would know that you're at least a male of your species because your your palate is so flamboyant. Your plumage is like very colorful, mm. and maybe is Champion's costume like very plain? Yeah, it's just straight black. Yeah, that might be one of the things that like is attractive. It's it's a yeah. That it's like sort of a plain. Yes, it's a it's an it's the uh, natural custom of the other gender of my my species to dress more plainly. Uh, I also have a great respect for for uh, strength uh, for for unbridled power, mm-hmm. and, and I find that interesting. Uh, of course, this is absolutely a secret. There is there is no part of this that has been revealed yet, and it's very very new. Mm-hmm. It was not in his plans on arrival to fa- to uh, to fall in love. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody so ever plans. On he's that. super mad about that. As a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> Good. Avi, what, what about you? What, what are the connections that you uh, have? Well, I hang out all the time with someone to blow off steam, and I went with uh, Champion because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I like m- to punch things. Yeah, you're mostly the one who would like to go blow off steam. Yeah. Uh, so we go just wreck stuff. We live up to the, the team name. Yeah. Yeah, like I'll just summon light bulbs from other dimensions and then you can smash them. <laughs> it's like you that know. that scene from Night in the Woods where um where they're just, you know, smashing light bulbs. Yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah. Uh and then I have a I once hurt someone when I lost control of my powers, uh, and I put that it was Jurassic and that it I mean, it was an accident, but it might not have been. There is that whole jealousy thing living in the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, there was definitely a point where trying to uh, work out more of my weird uh, quantum abilities that I I definitely made it so that you did not have plumage on one of your wings for at least a good month. <laughs> I have forgiven this. It is immaterial. <laughs> In the grandest scheme, all mammals are but food. <laughs> but food. But food. Uh, huh? let's, let's move over to Champion. Uh, Champion, what about you? Okay, so I have to pick um, someone to be my love and my rival. Whoever is my love, uh, I've opened up to them about the worst parts of my past. And uh, my rival once tried to control me at a crucial moment. Wouldn't it be devastating if Jurassic was your rival? I mean, he is controlling. He is. I am controlling. Like the de facto leader. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that's, you know, that, that fills that out. So Jurassic is my rival. Isn't it just delicious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can taste the drama. I think... Something your mammalian tongue is not capable of <laughs> tasting. <laughs> I think Lee Rock, not Rock Lee, but oh. Lee Rock oh, is snap. Oh, my shit. love. Oh, shit. And I, I think Lee Rock was like kind of like a Rock Lee fanboy before. Oh, 100%. Oh, and like absolutely. Only yeah. fantasized about being Rock Lee. Complete anime boy. So like. Otaku. So one of the, my favorite <laughs> things is Fred, like, Fred loves the person behind this like persona. But you like you're one of those kids who went to school with like the wooden sandals and like Hell only yes. dressed God. as like rock in Rockley's bodysuit and leg warmers. That's super weeb. You're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and Fred just really thought that that was, you know, 
especially like at our age, that took balls to like be comfortable enough with doing that, that he was like fully himself yeah. in his weebness. She was like, I get it. Um, one fun real life note. Someone actually gave me those wooden shoes when I was in high school. Yes. They're so I actually I made some of those in high school. Oh, dang. <laughs> I think Lee Rock's the sort of person that would correct everybody and call him Geta. Yeah, yes, that <laughs> Get is. Get out of here. <laughs> I need one more thing. There's a request here at this point. Is yes. uh my character needs to uh, when our team first came together, we didn't trust each other. It's and, and uh I, so I need to still be not trusted. So that's I mm. 100% don't trust you. Thank you. That's all I need. Great. So we join you guys as you're picking up trash on the side of the highway. And Avi, I think that not trusting Jurassic is really coming to a boiling point as you could have made that pencil neck guidance counselor <laughs> let you do anything. And Jurassic chose picking up trash, something that's actually work and yeah. unpleasant. Human garbage is truly fascinating. Yeah, no, it isn't, because you are human garbage. <laughs> I will pick up more trash than anyone else. I am I am willing to <laughs> bet that that is true. <laughs> Your competitive spirit is admirable. I challenge you to a challenge. Ugh. Yes, let us. Champion's already trying to pick up as much garbage as she can while they're betting on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Rock Lee just ties a kunai to the end of one of the sticks and just goes for it. Yeah. It's like like going crazy. Quantum, you have had it with so much. You've you've had it with the fact that your parents like this weird bird monster better than you. <laughs> you've had it with the fact that this stupid club is the only reason that you're allowed to hang out with your friends at school and your friends aren't even a part of this club. Yeah. You've had it with the fact that these nerds are actually into the idea of picking up trash on the side of the highway. And I think you walk off. And what direction did you say these, this threat was going to, to come the, from? To the west of the freeway. You walk west. Yeah. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week. But we'll be back with the conclusion to this mask series next week. Be sure to keep your eyes and ears peeled for new announcements concerning One Shot's new project next week. In the meantime, you can keep those ears pinned on other One Shot Network shows. Like Modifier. Modifier is an interview podcast with host Megan Dornbrock that's changing the game when it comes to changing games. Designers of every level are invited to discuss what prompted them to hack a game, the kind of play experience they seek to create, and the types of stories they're hoping to tell. You can also head over to the OneShot YouTube archive to check out some of our streamed shows, like Video On Demand for The Dungeon Dome, Warda, and Tomb of Annihilation. Speaking of the Dungeon Dome, I'm working on a card game based on it, and if you want to be a part of the beta test, head to the show notes of today's episode and sign up for the Dungeon Dome card game mailing list. You could be one of the first to do the Dungeon Dome card game beta. With most of the show business out of the way, I want to say a deep and hearty thank you to everyone who wished Mel and I congratulations on our engagement. It was so nice to see all the warm, positive messages out there, and we appreciate it. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week, once again, I am talking about CHIP. That is the Children's Health Insurance Program. It's a program that bridges the gap between Medicaid and stable income. There are over 9 million children across the United States who depend on the CHIP program to receive basic medical care. Currently, funding for CHIP has not been renewed, and it's up to Congress to do it. If Congress does not pass a bill funding CHIP before Thanksgiving, states will exhaust their federal CHIP money as early as December, endangering millions of children's health care access. And while House Republicans have proposed a budget that would renew CHIP funding, it creates that money by slashing 75% of the ACA's Prevention and Public Health Fund, which the director of the CDC says would put America at greater risk for vaccine-preventable disease, foodborne infections, and deadly infections contracted in hospitals. Children's well-being should not be put at risk for a political game. Thankfully, you can stand up against this awful move by contacting your representatives and letting them know that you support CHIP funding and the ACA's Prevention and Public Health Fund. Calling is easy, and it can have a huge impact on issues like this. I make calls using a tool called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, I found this issue summary, along with the contact information for my representatives and a script to read while I'm on the phone to make calling easy. 
A few minutes of your time can make all the difference. OneShot is a proud partner in the Chicago Podcast Co-op. If you're an advertiser looking to reach an engaged Chicago audience, be sure to contact the co-op about advertising opportunities. And if you're a listener who wants to find a new show, check out Check out Match 3, exploring the cultural context of video games with, with Kotaku reporter Patrick Klepek, freelance writer Gita Jackson, and middle school teacher Sam Phillips. As always, a big thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend about the show. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. If you want to hear more from the show, be sure to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Check out our Tumblr at OneShotPodcast.tumblr.com. Check out our Google Plus community. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you're looking to inquire about advertising rates, live appearances, and commissioning episodes, or you have a question or comment about something you heard on the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a joint production between Peaches and Hot Sauce and Paracosm Press. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great podcasts, videos, and live shows for you to check out at PeachesAndHotSauce.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Okay.